The hour cometh and now is when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. O Lord, open thou our lips. Mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 95 on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands repaired the dry land. O oh, come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works, forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways to whom I swear in my wrath, that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 37, verses 1 through 24, beginning on page 384. Fret not thyself because of the ungodly, Neither be thou envious against the evildoers. For they shall soon be cut down like grass, and wither as the green herb. Put thou thy trust in the Lord, and be doing good. Dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord, and put thy trust in him, and he shall bring it to pass. And he shall bring forth thy righteousness as the, as the light, and thy judgment as the noonday. Hold thee still in the Lord, and abide patiently upon him. But grieve not thyself in him whose way doth prosper, against the man that doeth e after evil counsels. Cease from anger, and forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. Wicked doers shall be rooted out, and they that patiently abide the Lord, those shall inherit the land. Yet, uh, For yet a little while, and the wicked shall not be. Yea, thou shalt diligently consider his place, and it, it shall not be. But the meek-spirited shall possess the earth, and shall be refreshed in the multitude of peace. The wicked plotteth against the just, and gnasheth upon him with his teeth. The Lord shall laugh him to scorn, for he has seen that his day is coming. The 
The wicked have drawn out the sword, and have bent their bow to cast down the poor and needy, and to slay such as be uh, of upright conversation. Their sword shall go through their own heart, and their bow shall be broken. A small thing that the righteous hath is better than great riches of the ungodly. For the arms of the ungodly shall be broken, and the Lord upholdeth the righteous. The Lord knoweth the days of the godly, and their inheritance shall endure forever. They shall not be confounded in the perilous time, and in the days of dearth they shall have enough. As for the ungodly, they shall perish, and the enemies of the Lord shall consume as the fat of lambs, yea, even as the smoke they shall consume away. The ungodly borroweth and payeth not again, but the righteous is merciful and liberal. Such as are blessed of God shall possess the land, and they that are cursed of him shall be rooted out. The Lord ordereth a good man's going, and maketh his way acceptable to himself. Though he fall, he shall not be cast away, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 41st verse of the 22nd chapter of the book of Numbers. So it was the next day that Balak took Balaam and brought him up to the high places of Baal, that from there he might observe the extent of the people. Then Balaam said to Balak, Build seven altars for me here, and prepare for me here seven bulls and seven rams. And Balak did just as Balaam had spoken, and Balak and Balaam offered a bull and a ram on each altar. Then Balaam said to Balak, Stand by your burnt offering, and I will go. Perhaps the Lord will come to meet me, and whatever he shows me, I will tell you. So he went to a desolate height. And God met Balaam, and he said to him, I have prepared the seven altars, and I have offered on each altar a bull and a ram. Then the Lord put a word in Balaam's mouth, and said, Return to Balak, and thus you shall speak. So he returned to him, and there he was, standing by his burnt offering, he and all the princes of Moab. And he took up his oracle and said, Balak the king of Moab has brought me from Aram from the mountains of the east. Come, curse Jacob for me, and come, denounce Israel. How shall I curse whom God has not cursed? And how shall I denounce whom the Lord has not denounced? For from the top of the rocks I see him, and from the hills I behold him. There, a people dwelling alone, not reckoning itself among the nations, who can count the dust of Jacob, or number one-fourth of Israel? Let me die the death of the righteous, and let my end be like his. Then Balak said to Balaam, What have you done to me? I took you to curse my enemies, and look, you have blessed them bountifully. 
So he answered and said, Must I not take heed to speak what the Lord has put in my mouth? Then Balak, here endeth the first lesson. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. <clears throat> Here begins the third chapter of the Gospel according to St. Luke. Now in the fifteenth year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, Pontius Pilate being governor of Judea, Herod being tetrarch of Galilee, his brother Philip tetrarch of Iturea, in the region of Trachonitis, and Lysinius tetrarch of Abilene, while Annas and Caiaphas were high priests, the word of God came to John, the son of Zacharias, in the wilderness. And he went into all the region around the Jordan, preaching a baptism of repentance for the remission of sins, as it is written in the book of the words of Isaiah the prophet, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. Every valley shall be filled, and every mountain and hill brought low. The crooked places shall be made straight, and the rough ways smooth, and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. Then he said to the multitudes that came out to be baptized by him, Brood of vipers! Who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Therefore bear fruits worthy of repentance, and do not begin to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. For I say to you that God is able to raise up children to Abraham from these stones. And even now the axe is laid to the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree which does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. So the people asked him, saying, What shall we do then? He answered and said to them, He who has two tunics, let him give to him who has none, and he who has food, let him do likewise. Then tax collectors also came to be baptized and said to him, Teacher, what shall we do? He said to them, Collect no more than what is appointed for you. Likewise the soldiers asked him, saying, And what shall we do? So he said to them, Do not intimidate anyone or accuse falsely, and be content with your wages. 
Now as the people were in expectation and all reasoned in their hearts about John, whether he was the Christ or not, John answered, saying to all, I indeed baptize you with water, but one mightier than I is coming, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to loose. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly clean out his fresh threshing floor and gather the wheat into his barn, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. And with many other exhortations he preached to the people. But Herod the Tetrarch, being rebuked by him concerning Herodias, his brother Philip's wife, for all the evils which Herod had done, also added this above all, that he shut John up in prison. When all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also was baptized. And while he prayed, the heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended in bodily form like a dove upon him, and a voice came from heaven which said, You are my beloved Son, in you I am well pleased. Here ends the second lesson. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. 
Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us, and grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us, and take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O God, the strength of all those who put their trust in thee, mercifully accept our prayers, because through the weakness of our mortal nature we can do no good thing without thee. Grant us the help of thy grace, that in keeping thy commandments we may please thee both in will and deed, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us thy humble servants in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, Almighty everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall to no sin, neither into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning to all. We continue our story of Balaam and Balak, and there is a kind of narrative parallel between um, the story of, of uh, Balaam and the donkey, where Balaam couldn't see the donkey and the donkey spoke for God. Uh, there were three times that, that uh, Balaam tried to, to move forward because he didn't see the angel of the Lord standing in the road. And now in the Balaam and Balak uh, encounter, there'll be three times that uh, Balak, who also doesn't see, will try to get Balaam to offer sacrifice and curse Israel, uh, who cannot be cursed. And, and the word see again comes up in the middle of this chapter where Balaam um, in, his, in his oracle sees Israel, the number, uh, and it begins to, which is God's blessing upon Israel. And the overarching point of this story again is that God's blessing on Israel cannot be undermined by a curse, by an enchantment, by magic that God's word established in Israel will come to pass. And we can see a little bit of a parallel here between, well, not a little bit, a pretty substantial parallel between the Old and New Covenant in that Israel here is coming uh, to the promised land as it, it's supposed to be the, the um, witness for God, uh, doing God's word, God's Torah, and as God is, as Israel is obedient to God's word, God's word for Israel will prosper. She will conquer her enemies. She will bear witness to the nations. And the real um, intent of Israel's witness to the nations is that the nations would um, repent of their idolatry and turn to the God of Israel. The real the real thing that Balak, the king, should do is to realize, oh, here's Israel following the one true God, who
who our idols and our magic cannot conquer, and therefore we we should um, come into allegiance with the God of Israel, and Israel would prosper in her in her uh, mission and to be and fulfill her vocation to you know to be a light to the Gentiles. Of course, as the narrative goes along, Israel's ministry will be undermined by her unfaithfulness. And later on in this narrative, um, we'll learn that that Balaam, this prophet, eventually counsels Balak, the king, to undermine Israel by uh, inviting the Israeli men to pagan feasts and to liaisons with Moabite women. And this does in, this does cause Israel a, a huge setback. The parallel here is that in the New Testament, we have John the Baptist and um, here is Jesus coming. John is preparing the way for Jesus. Jesus is coming as the uh, fulfillment, the epitome, the embodiment of Israel to fulfill in his person that which Israel did not fulfill in, in its national identity. Israel as a nation did not fulfill the righteous demands of the Torah and therefore fell short. And now, now the word made flesh, Jesus himself, will do for Israel. And now John the Baptist is announcing the proper way to greet this coming one who fulfills the vocation of Israel, which is to repent. Um, and, and this is the, the um, proper way to receive uh, God when he comes to us in Christ. It's not, it, it, it is to repent and believe and receive the life he gives. And the simple act of repentance and faith can be contrasted with the religiosity of, of people that people are naturally drawn to, whether it's be reading horoscopes or being superstitious or however people try to manipulate their lives to get some kind of outcome. Um, God doesn't want that. Those are all perversions of, of true faith, which is to believe in the living God, to receive him, and then to change our lives and live in a new way because we now know the living God. And there, there are a few practical things that John the Baptist brings out in his which is to be to be generous. We show that we belong to the God of Israel. We're generous to those around us when we're um, um, honest in business and, and we don't uh, take advantage of people for gain. And when we don't use our authority to intimidate people, just because we're in a position of power, God is in a position of power, but he uses his power for the good of others. And so we're called to be God's people who do that as well. And we're supposed to live by faith and taken together that this is, we do a lot of things in life sometimes to avoid the simple call to repent, to turn away from our wrong way of looking at things and doing things and to believe in God and to, to begin to follow his word. Uh, and that's, that's what makes us able to conquer. Had Israel remained in God's word, God's word for Israel would have come to pass and conquered. And so we are called to remain in God's word, to repent, to turn away from our own ways and of, of manipulating things, to, to continue in God's word, and God's word, therefore, our promises to us will be, um, will, nothing will be able to take them away from us. God will fulfill his word in us uh, as we're faithful to his word. So a few thoughts about today's lessons. O oh God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, 
that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth.